Welcome everybody to DWZ with J-Rod here, Deleted WrestleZone's this top in discussion of professional wrestling with talking about AEW, WWE, and many other promotions and any type of discussion on pro wrestling. So today's discussion we're going to have are two topics. Today's episode of AEW Dark and the first one, Marty Skrull. Now, let's talk about AEW Dark since it happened today. So... It started out with a promo about the Young Bucks, about how they felt like they have been lying to their fans about they've been complaining, uh, cur- uh, proclaiming themselves to be this, the best hack team in the world. But in recent months, they haven't done that. You know, they haven't been that type of team in recent months. But what happened next is um, they felt now they're saying. They've been lying to the fans, and they've been lying to themselves about it. And it was kind of clear, okay, now they got a tag team title shot against SEU's Frank Kazarian and this. So basically, it's uh, it's going to be now an interesting for this coming Wednesday on Dynamite to see the Bucks finally trying to prove themselves, yes, they are the best tag team in the world. And then we get uh, started out with Justin Roberts uh, talking to Excalibur. And then you hear, Excuse me! Excuse me! Yep, you guys know who says that? That person is none other than Vicky Guerrero. The late widow of wrestling legend Eddie Guerrero. Now, if you guys must know, um, Vicky Guerrero herself is a fan of the AEW. She is impressed what they've been displaying with the wrestlers, uh, everything they have done. She even had um, uh, who, Brandy Rhodes and, of course, uh, Aubrey Edwards on her podcast, the Excuse Me podcast with Vicky Guerrero. So you guys can see those. if you. I actually subscribed on that on the Google podcast. And not to mention, my po- this podcast is also on there if you guys are interested. So what happened... Um, She's showed up just for commentary, and uh, you know it's kind of interesting because we're not sure if she's going to be working with AEW because I know she, ever since Eddie passed away, she didn't want to get involved in it, but she did. Even her daughter is involved in it. If you guys like to know, she currently works. She currently works for Women of Wrestling as a ring announcer. And not to mention she's married to Aiden English. If you guys know him, he's with WWE. But let's start out with the first match of the night of AEW Dark. Uh, it started out uh, Private Party versus SCU in a non-title match. So, it's very impressive that both teams were displaying their athleticism. But there's also the comparison between veterans and up-and-comers so we get that a lot you know because there was a, a theory with this one when i was watching that if private party pull an upset that they could be in, in the the running for the tag team uh, titles we don't know yet uh every friday aw throws in the rankings who is number one uh officially for tag team division from what i understood we have um we had the bucks and scu no no not the Bucks. The Bucks and um, and Proud and Powerful. But Proud and Powerful has been knocked off since they lost to the Bucks in the Texas Street Fight last week on Dynamite. 
But it was a great match. I, I loved it. And the victors for this one turned out to be SCU. Uh, of course, veterans always have the best ending. Then we jump in with um, Lexi Narir, who is mostly giving uh, the top of discussion about the women's division. It's a good thing. I like this because it give, it throws in a lot of the women's division who is in it and all this and that. So we're um so what she did is thrown in a a recap from last week's uh AW Dark. Um let me give you a recap. There was a match between Emmy Sakura no no. Yeah, there was a match between Emmy Sakura versus Big Swole. This one was the biggest upset in history uh for Emmy Sakura. She was officially the number third high ranking uh, in the women's division, but all of a sudden she um lost to Big Swole. She got bumped off to number five, and Emmy Sa- uh, no, sh- uh what's her name? She Hakira Shida, who was watching throughout the ring. Um, basically, what happened is she was shocked that her former mentor lost against Big Swole. Basically, M- uh, Sh- Hikaru Shida was the first number one on the rankings, and now she was bumped off to. Number three, and then behind, in front of her, we had Chris Satlander as number two, and Britt Baker as number one. So that was the recap for that. And then we had they recapped about the Nightmare Collective. If you have been watching, um, Brandy has been making these so-called attacks against the f- certain women on the division, having Awesome Kong remove cut a lock of their hair. Uh, it started with B. Priestley, Ali, um, try to think of anybody else. But yeah, and she had a random, f- and then she wanted uh, Chris Sattler to join. Like, they want her to be part of the collective. And Sattler hasn't said yes or no, but I, I can see that she doesn't want a part of it. They have this random fan who joined, uh, forgot her name. And then you have this video of the, a man right there. We don't know who he is, but in due time, we probably will see him. So they were throwing the recap on this. Now, here are the rankings for the women's division that they throw in. Uh, number one, Britt Baker. Two, Chris Satlander. Three, Hikaru Shida. Four, Nyla Rose, but she's suspended for the rest of the year. And then there's Emi Sakura. Now, here's the good news that they announced for this one. Um... Britt Baker will be in a match against Chris Sandler. This will be the number one contendership who will face Rio for the AEW Women's World Championship. So, I'm looking forward to this. This is going to happen this Wednesday on Dynamite. So, that is what they have for the women's division. Now, let's go to the next match, which is a women's match. Uh, we have Machiko, um, a, a, a new up-and-comer I haven't seen before. Against Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. And I wasn't much sold on Machiko yet. I don't know who she is. I still need to do research. Um, but it was a great match. Uh, but Britt Baker took the victory on this one. Then the next match is another women's match. This time with B. Priestley versus Chris Satlander. Now this was a match I felt sold upon. I, I don't know why. But there was a theory that it... B. Priestley beats Chris Allen, then her ranking could be diminished or something like that. Where I'm not sure exactly, 
but they were throwing some great, um, you know, moves. Chris Sandlander was throwing that tough girl attitude that I like to watch. I enjoyed it. So, um, but out of nowhere, this is the biggest shocker that happened. The Nightmare Collective showed up at ringside carrying signs. Like, uh, Brand, uh, Brandy had a sign that says, uh, KS, please come home. Uh, no, KS, phone home. <laughs> it's, it's, they, that's the reference to E.T. phone home, if you guys seen the movie. And I uh, forgot the new girl. She said that she asked Chris, uh, Chris Sandler is out of this world. Well, she's not wrong. Of course, during this ma- match, we had Joey Janela actually being there, commentating alongside Excalibur. And but he did say that uh, Chris Atlander is a tough girl. You know, she she and him were in an um, intergender match. I'm like, I need to find that video. If there is a video, I need to see it. But the victory for this match turned out to be Chris Atlander. It was a great match. Now, after the match, Chris Atlander put up a promo saying that that the leader of the alien race is coming soon. Basically, she's now saying that she's coming for the the AEW Women's Championship. Now, Chris Sandler, in my opinion, is one of the fasting rising stars in the women's division. I mean, we've seen that with Britt Baker. I feel like the, the women's division is becoming a bit more uh, tighter and stronger because they're throwing some women I don't know. I mean, Chris Sandler really impressed me a lot. So, let's move on to the main event for, for AEW Dark. We had the Hybrid 2 consistent of Jack Evans and Angelico teaming up with the bastard Pac versus the best friends uh, Chuck Taylor and Trent and Orange Cassidy. Now this was an amazing match to watch. I wasn't sure how to uh, to put out because of course we seen Orange Cassidy. Last time Orange Cassidy got into the face of Pac Basically, he kicked them right in the face because you know how Pac is, you know. So it was great to see. Now, much of the match, you've only been seeing Chuck and Trent taking much of the of the fight. Orange Cassidy was there, like just standing there until they finally. But he impressed me when he did a little move with uh, Pac, you know. And you guys can still see that on YouTube. You know, it's really great. So. I loved it. I I'm can't wait for what's going to happen next. But of course, um, like I said, we got AW Dynamite coming up soon. I just can't wait what's going to go down. So that is it for uh, for AW Dark. Now let's go with with Marty Skrull. So, as you all know, um, there was a discussion bet- uh, with Nico and I talk about Marty Skrull. Now, the biggest shocker that happened is right after um, after Into the Fire by NWA, Nick Aldis beat uh, James Storm in a two out of three falls. So after that, um, the lights turn dark, you hear the music, and I'm like, wait a minute, that is Marty's uh, music. And then you hear the what what, and here comes the villain, making his presence known. And Nick Aldis in the ring, he's like looking at a ghost. This is uh, uh, something that many people 
were talking. This whole thing blew out throughout the social media. Some people were like, what the heck? What about AEW? I mean, that is the one one of those things that is still being discussed. I mean, there was indications about Marty going to AEW. Now, let me th- give you guys a little trade secret. If you all recall, any, anybody who lives in the California area, it doesn't matter if you're in San Diego where I live, or in L.A., or somewhere around, um, the Bucks had a, um, how do I say, a meet and greet at Victorville, like not that far from the, where they live. They live in Hesperia. Like, they're like, they live two hours away from Vegas. From what I can tell, Nico told me something, my friend Nico, who co-hosts the YouTube channel with me. He said something that very was interesting. There was, Nick had this indication, or like spilling the beans about, about that Marty was going to be, might go to AEW because Nico was wearing the shirt and it was crazy. Now there were signs indications on that, but you got to ask yourself, why did he go to NWA? Well, let's go back to a few months ago. Now, there was no secret that there's been indications for Marty's contract status. Now, we were told ever since this began with Marty Scur- when uh, the Elite, consistent of uh, Cody Rhodes, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, and Hangman Page, that they were leaving ROH and New Japan. But Marty Scurll's contract with Ring of Honor did not expire. O- originally, it w- we were told April. And then we find out it's June. And then later no it's september and then uh november it, it was becoming confusing about the whole thing now marty Skrull, i don't know if he's going to continue or is he going to stop they have this thing with on their youtube channel called uh vetv well it, this is marty Skrull's youtube channel but he has this segment called vetv which stands for villain enterprises television this is they about released five videos they haven't done another one ever since then. But in the third episode, that is the episode that became interesting. I don't know if fans have overlooked or didn't notice or, frankly, they didn't think it was going to happen. Now, right at the end of the episode, of episode three of VETV, Nick Aldis shows up. And Marty was like saying, you know, when I'm going to have another rematch with you, crack for the title. <laughs> but that's when, um, how do I say this? Um, Nick Aldis kind of gave this little um, statement that said this to Marty right at the end of of the episode. What is your contract status? And it kind of ended right there. And um, we don't know what that indication. Now, to me, that's like to me saying another option is being put out you know the the indication is saying that that we there's no surprising that we have been told okay aw does have an interest in marty's girl so does wwe but we never in those indications that maybe nwa want him too because don't forget marty was involved in uh in a crockett cup against nick Aldis for the 10 pounds of gold so this is one of those things that was overlooked that many people did not anticipate. So, if they would have seen 
that this was going to happen, then they, they didn't see it coming. For, uh, for me, I kind of remembered it, but we're not sure if... If this was one of those uh, times, okay, Marty's decided he's going to go with NWA for now. No, but uh, there's a theory that's being laid out right now. And I, I'm, I'm starting to see it, but I'm seeing a different scenario as well. Um, as you all know, recently, um, Marty Scroll now owns the trademark name Villain Club. Now, if you guys have one of those shirts, then kudos, you're part of the Villain Club. I got myself one of those shirts. Long before they they discontinued those for pro wrestling tees, I still wear it, you know, and I do have my Villain Club uh, zip up uh, hoodie that I got, you know, that was limited. So I love it. But here's the indication of what happened: Marty owns the right to Villain Club name. Now, here's the other part that you guys don't know. Recently on on um, on WWE. Luke Harper has been released from WWE, and of course, they once wrestlers are leaving WWE, they're given a 90-day no-compete uh, no clause. Basically, they cannot be wrestling anywhere, you know? There was a picture uh, of Marty with Darby Allen that said, Villain Club, question mark. And then you see the same thing with Luke Harper, where Marty's with him. Is this the sign of indication telling us that that we may see a villain club team coming soon? We're not sh- sure. I mean, I would love to see uh, the villain club faction come into play. I love. I I would love to see. I'm I'm not only a fan of tag team. I'm a fan of stable factions. You know, like heels or faces or tweeners. I don't care. It's like it's amazing with those. But. This is the theory goes. What if Marty Skrull decided to go to NWA just to do his own thing? Just do something for now until they decide to introduce the Villain Club in AEW. That is a good indication. But there's another thing that kind of made me think of my mind. Uh, my mind. What if Marty decides he wants to do both? You know, like go with AEW, do the Villain Club thing right over there. And then he does a solo thing in the NWA. I mean... There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, if you must know, NWA are pre-tapes. The same thing with AEW Dark. Same thing with MLW. They're all pre-tapes, and they uh, stream it on the day they're saying they're going to release it on YouTube. You know, that's one of those indications I can see that I'm saying, okay, maybe he will probably work with AEW because they are giving chances for their talent to work with any other promotion or just time just to work, to be home, to be with their families. That's one of those indications they have put out with AW. So I'm thinking, okay, maybe because we're seeing that too with um, MJF. MJF is not only with AEW, he still works for um, MLW. And the reason they, they're allowing him, well, MLW can see the, the value in, in him. And Tony Schiavone was with uh, MLW, but he decided, you know, focus mainly on his commentary as a sports announcer, also work with AEW. So he kind of decided, I'm going to stop working with MLW. But MJF continues to work with MLW. He just recently was on the recent um, episode uh, during a, a Dynasty segment 
which is cool. And um, I don't know if they will allow that with Marty because here's the thing. There's, if there's this thing with the contracts called exclusive contracts. Basically, they cannot appear on TV. But I- I'm sure AEW can work out a deal with Marty because, come on, they're good friends. They They can't say no to Marty on this one because who knows? I mean, what if he brings the 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 viewership for NWA people will tune in saying yeah Marty Scrolls in NWA so we may never know uh but me and Nico were uh, I'm thinking about doing a um, a discussion on this one part 2 we had a discussion in our earlier episodes on the YouTube channel so I may want to do a a part 2 on this one about this indication but if you want to uh, we still know it uh, I'm still going to talk to Nico about this but I'm Really want to do this. So that is it for now for all of you guys. I hope you guys enjoyed this discussion of me talking about AW Dark, what happened on tonight's ep- uh, episode of it, and of course talking about Marty Skrull, who's one of my favorite wrestlers to watch. I love what he does as a villain, all this other stuff. But if you want to see more of of this, if you want to see uh, us talk about Marty in another discussion on the YouTube channel, well, this is one of those days we're going to do that. So, hope you guys enjoy this episode. This is J-Rod here on DWZ with J-Rod. I'll see you guys later. So, I must bid all of you good night. Mwah. No, goodbye. Mwah. And have a good night.